life can get really busy, but we are reminded that when we walk with a kingdom pace, we not only have time to grow more ourselves, but to also grow closer to our creator. Kingdom Pace is a podcast about the ways we can make sure we are not running ahead, but rather staying right where we are supposed to be in life. All right, welcome to the Kingdom Pace podcast. My name is Jessica Pape, and with me is Mark Moyer. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. So we are um, just going to dive in our first podcast talking about what it means to go at a kingdom pace. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So Mark, how would you, how would you define that? Yeah. So I want to share a little verse here out of Galatians five that I think started this whole journey for me says, uh, Paul tells us uh, Galatians five 16, he says, so I say, let the Holy walk in the spirit Uh, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires to do the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And I believe that we're in a time in our society and our culture right now that we're in a hurry and we don't even know what we're hurrying to do. And I think that our God wants to speak through the madness and the darkness just as he did in Genesis chapter 1. And he wants to silence the noise, and he wants us to walk at his pace. Mm. Makes you think of, um, you know, the verse, be still and know that I am God. Mm. And how often in our, in our lives there's so many distractions, and there's so many things that call for us to be on and be at attention to different things all the time. And um, whenever we do that, we are truly not being still and just really focusing on him. Yep. It's messed up when our attention's more on a six by eight phone hmm. than 66 books of the Bible that gives us life. Yeah. Right? That's a problem. Yeah. Do you think that the problem has always been there, though? Because I think of, you know, technology has evolved and is still rather new. And um, even what our youth experience today and just having technology around them, just how we have always, always dealt with that. Yeah. I don't want to sound like one of those anti-growth, you know, technology people. That's not what I mean. We're just in a different generation with a different distraction, right? Mm-hmm. And um, anything that takes us away from God takes us away from life. Yeah. And here's the scary part. We're in a hurry for death. Mm. Hmm. That is scary. What do you mean by that? Well, anything that takes us away from God that hurries us and distracts us from him, the opposite of life is death. There is no in-between. There's no gray. That's, I mean, in my own walk, in getting to know him better, that black and whiteness of, you know, like when you read the book of Titus or when you read the book of James, there isn't my, not much leeway there. It is, mm-hmm. it is this or it's this. And I've, I've really honestly been attracted to that. But Jessica, what you said about busyness and the pace that we're all going, um, we had a really great conversation about that before we actually hit the record button today. And I was sharing a story with, um, with each of you about a friend who was celebrating, uh, I think it was her son's junior, junior year of high school, started his day out at 4.30, going in, volunteering before school to you know, wherever he was at, I'm not going to say too much here, then went on to school, then after school, had his homework and or sports, part-time job, also involved with his church. And I'm going, when does he have time for homework? And when does he have time for fun? When does he have time for his friends? Mm -hmm. And we were, you know, she's celebrating that. And listen, I think all of us would celebrate that. Like, what a great kid, you know, he's driven, he's got ambition. But the concern that I have is, is that a sustainable pace? And what are we teaching? What are we celebrating in that sense, right? And so when you think about, am I, am I trying to outrun something mm-hmm. or am I walking in step? You know, when I'm trying to outrun God, I'm, <laughs> I'm out front and that's a lonely place to be. And you, you, like, he will let me know when mm-hmm. I'm racing ahead. And he's like, <clears throat> come back here, let's go my speed. Let's try that for a little while. And I'm humbled by that. Something isn't working and so I'm reminded at that moment that I've got to slow down. At the same time, I may be dragging my feet. I may be stubborn. I may be unwilling, disobedient, whatever it is. And he's going, hey, 
come with me up here. Check it out. Put the fear away. I'm up here. Mm-hmm. Walk faster with me. I'm like, um, but, and he's like, nah, don't tell me about that. Just come, trust me. Do you trust me? That's, that's an exciting thing to me when you think about at what pace are we trying to do versus what pace does God want us to be at? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of, um, and you know it better than I do, Mark, the, the verse, or not the verse, the quote about your priority. Um, and I just think that so many times, I mean, I even talk to people that I would say are very involved, you know, with their faith and in church and, um, you know, when you ask people about how much time they're devoting to, you know, spending time with God or reading the word and not to, you know, shame anyone or convict anyone, but, um, I think a lot of people know that they could do a better job with it. Hmm. And just thinking about like what it is that is pulling us away from that. When we know that when we are, um, in communion with God and we have those times that that's when, that's when everything is just at peace. And we know that's where we should be, but how often we put our own selves in the way um, from even doing those things and instead celebrating, like you said, our busyness and our, our, our own activities instead of just being active with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that, Jessica. Like, I just, I wanna say too, I think, isn't it interesting, like through the years, like, we talk about spending time with God and, you know, making this time and we almost make it sound like a chore. Mm-hmm. And I think that works against our sinful nature hmm. because we don't like to be told what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be told to spend time with your husband. You spend time cause you value him. James, you don't have to be told to spend time with Beth cause you love her. I mean, God is real mm-hmm. and we get to spend time with him. It's not, it shouldn't be a chore. And if you're, I feel like if we're on pace with him, we want to spend time with him because that quote is priorities are what we do. Everything else is talk. Like is our relationship with God just talk? Mm-hmm. You know, if it is, then I think it becomes a to-do list. Right. Like I'm going to do God, yeah. right? It's, I get to be with God mm-hmm. all the, whenever I want, right? Like last night he woke me up three times to pray. Mm-hmm. You know how incredible that was this morning? Hmm. To know that he nudged me just like an angel nudged Paul. And for him, it was escaping prison, right? But it was just as real for me. He nudged me three times to pray hmm. for protection. He's real, right? And I think that that's why this is so important to me. It's it, why this, why Kingdom Pace is so important. And why I want to journey with you guys on this is because do we really hear God anymore mm-hmm. in a loud world? I would argue when people say God is silent, I just don't believe that. I think he's really loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, too, you know, just with the, the different ways that we look at what it means to, to be at a kingdom pace um, mm-hmm. and how... I know I had a friend just recently, um, she made the comment that she's trying really hard to, you know, make God a priority and focus on, on him first with her day. And she said, yeah, I, I missed my quiet time this morning, so I'll try again tomorrow. And it just, it just made me chuckle because I'm like, well, he's there right now. You yeah. know, like you don't, you don't have to wait till tomorrow, but, um, you know, it kind of goes along with that, that checklist that we sometimes make. And so when I think of kingdom pace, to me, it's, you know, just going through my daily life and what am I doing and um, making sure that I am at a place where my pace is in line with him. Yeah. And you're a runner. I am. Which is cool. Like <laughs> only run to the dinner table. <laughs> but you actually run to be healthy, which is really awesome. <laughs> so talk about that, Jess, because I'm not like, I'm not a runner. If I run, it's usually from a bear. And even that could be questionable because you're (laughs) supposed to play dead. But in all seriousness, um, you run, talk about that. Talk about running and how that makes you feel. And like when you're on pace, when you're not, when you don't pace yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that is so, that's, something that I don't think a lot of people really realize that, um, even with running, there's, there's that sweet spot of a pace that, and I think every person has their own. Um, like I know if I decide for, you know, 
training for whatever crazy reason I'm going to do that. I'm going to like really kick it into gear. Um, I'm going to hurt tomorrow or it's going to be harder to do. And I also know that times when I think, well, I'm going to go a little bit easier on myself today and I'm just going to, I'm going to go a little bit slower. And, and when I run, I have, um, Strava is going, it's an app that I use. So it's always telling me what my pace is and my time and things like that. So I'm really mindful of it. So what I've noticed is that times when I slow down, I feel worse. It doesn't, it doesn't actually help. And so there really is just a, a small, um, window of space where my pace has to be right on for me to really feel like it's a great run. I have great endurance. I can keep going, but you know, for me, I think it's also something, and I think everyone runs for their own, their own reasons. And I mean, you have to have motivation to do it. Um, but for me, it truly has been my own kind of quiet time when I know that I can be away from most everyone else. So I have a few friends that I will run with once in a while, but I actually really enjoy running by myself. Um, I know my parents don't appreciate this, but I really do like to run when it's dark just because there's that, that I don't know when the stars are out and you can just really have that, that alone time. Um, I really feel like it's just me being able to pour out everything that I, that I am to God. And so being able to find that where I feel like my, my body is working at an optimum level, but also that my heart is completely in check for that time. Um, it's just a really, sweet spot to be in. And so for me, it's trying to figure out how do I take almost that runner's high that you get from just feeling really exhilarated, really full of energy, um, and carrying that out into the rest of my day with making sure that, you know, the rest of my pace is, is on, is really important to me as well. Because, um, I am, you know, one of my strengths is achiever. And so that's something I have to really keep in check a lot because I, I do, I really thrive on being busy. Um, I've always said I'm a person that I don't get overwhelmed very often. I do, um, but it takes a lot for me to do that. But I have to be really careful because even though it feels good to me and what I'm doing, it doesn't really mean that I'm doing the right things. Mm. And so making sure that I'm keeping that in check with, with what I'm really focused on is important too. That's, that's fascinating to just listen to the runner's philosophy around, around it and mm-hmm. pace and finding that sweet spot. I don't enjoy running, you know, <laughs> but on those times when I have ever done it before getting into that zone, mm-hmm. it's like for me, I have to get through the the first initial, like, I want to stop. Everything hurts. Yep. I can't breathe. <laughs> and you hit a second wind mm-hmm. and that's when you can, you kind of settle into a, that pace. Your breathing is right. It's mm-hmm. your steps feel good. Uh, for me, I, I have to really think about how my foot is striking the ground because I don't have good feet anymore. Mm. And so, um, you know, then I start thinking about too, the planning that goes into that, like, okay, what's the route? I can't run on a, on a street, like in the the town where I live, the the streets are crowned. Right. And so when they're crowned and I'm on the side, my ankles are in a bad spot. (laughs) I'll quit in three blocks, right? Right. This is not going to happen today, but it's, it's that ability to press through the Mm -hmm. pain, hit that second win. And suddenly it's like, okay, I'm feeling okay. I can go a while now, but I've never, my wife is a runner. She was, she was a great track runner. And, um, yeah, I just, it's one of those things where I'm just picturing what it's like in your, in your brain and finding that pace. Now, when you apply that back to like your spiritual walk, mm-hmm. you got to find a rhythm with it. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like you were saying with your, your friend, it was like, okay, the, is the morning time the only time that God's available to you? Like, is that the only time that you're going to make yourself available to the God of the universe? Like crazy to think <laughs> about how arrogant I can be when I think of that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't need to talk to him right now. I got this, Lord. <clears throat> Every time I do that, bad stuff is going to happen, right? right? Not necessarily catastrophically bad stuff, but I'm not going to achieve the desired results that I want because I'm trying to do it on my time. Mm-hmm. I don't need them. And man, what an awakening I'll get. I'll get that little tap on the back of my head. You know, it's like, God, wake up. You know, he's, right. he's trying to wake me up. Pay attention to me. I like as you're describing running and then what James was saying, you know, you first start out, it's rough. Mm-hmm. It really equates to our spiritual life. You first come to God. The first thing he reveals about you is your sin, mm-hmm. your unbelief. You're a mess, right? The, the scripture, every time you get into it, it illuminates where we're off with him. 
And so at the beginning, it can seem a little hard. And then you realize that everything he's telling you is because he loves you. And, tr- and, and I love this. Truth sets us free. The only door that truth can lead to is a door of freedom. Who doesn't want to be free? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Like, it leads to one door. Think about that. Truth leads to one door. Freedom. Yeah. And so as painful as it may be when we start... It's really freeing when we get in the pace. I've heard runners talk about you kind of get in the zone where you could run like 10 miles and it doesn't matter if you run 100 miles. It's just like your body gets in cruise, right? Is that true, Jess? I wouldn't know what that means. That's true, yes. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I was going to be like, I just lied. (laughs) So, man, imagine getting that with God. Mm -hmm. The perseverance, you know? Yeah. Even the scripture talks about physical exercise is good for the body, but even more so is the spiritual exercise. Mm-hmm. How are you spiritually exercising your pace with God? No, so one of the things that, that I think this has been a great intro, and I, I'm just going to kind of invite you guys to talk about, Mark, maybe this is you, like, what's the origin of this? What, what should, what, what's this podcast all about? What does kingdom pace mean? Why should anybody care? Why are we spending time doing this? And by the way, my favorite thing that I heard you say this morning was, we were just, you know, my thought, the way my brain is to work is, what's the plan, right? Mm -hmm. How are we gonna make this work? You know, should we do this, should we do that? And Mark's like, none of that really matters. God's gonna bless it or it's not. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, thanks for that. Because (laughs) again, see, like there was my pace versus you reminded me of his pace. Mm -hmm. He'll do what he chooses. (laughs) <laughs> and so that's, that's humbling to me to remember that. Um, but anyway, let's get back onto, you know, the topic, like why, what's kingdom pay stand for? What should people expect from this? Who should listen to this? Yeah. So kind of make a cool connection today. <clears throat> you guys, James creeped me on a social media platform. Uh, you really need to stop saying it that way. Okay. <laughs> God led James there we to go. me. Oh, I like that yeah. so much better. I pick with James, but seriously, we had a divine appointment through Instagram and I met him the very next day, which was creepy because that anyway, but it was a good creepy thing. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, for anybody that listens and then James and I had, we started this relationship and I realized that how God brought him, um, us together for, to just sharpen each other and, um, He's really good at strengths and just a number of other things. And then um, through God's sovereignty, he led me to Manchester and I met Jessica. Uh, and through all this stuff, the day, two days after COVID, because of another connection, God's incredible, right? All mm-hmm. these connections. Someone handed me a book on journaling and asked me, what would my life look like if I gave an hour to God before I did anything? And 169 days ago, I started that journey. And somewhere in the middle of that journey, when, um, when I first met Jessica, I just was very forward and said, you know, I heard her story and we were um, kind of give you some context, work with Youth for Christ. We were looking for an area director. Jessica shared her story. I know that I felt nudged by God. So I looked at her and said, I know this is going to be like really forward, but when you can apply for the job and Jessica, <laughs> you thought I was nuts. Well, that was not, I, I was working, um, for the chamber at the time. And so we were meeting so I could share instead about how to get more involved with the community. And yeah, when I'm, when I'm working, I just was not thinking about anything different than, than work that I was currently doing. So yeah, but it definitely got my, got my wheels spinning and, um, got me praying on it for sure. Looking back, <clears throat> that was a pace moment, right? Mm-hmm. Walking with the spirit, spirit nudged, right? And I'm not trying to sound super, super like spiritual, but I know that I listened to God's spirit that day. So I asked and three months later, you asked me to pray with you and your family mm-hmm. and now you're with us. Yep. So on that, when I was sharing with her, James, I gave her a journal I said, would you join me on this? And so um, I'll just say this. I, through the scripture of doing a lot of study and a lot of praying, 
there were seven things that Jesus appeared to do on a daily basis that I believe connected him with his father. And he tells us to follow him. And I, I believe in this, these seven practices, it allowed Jesus Christ to walk this earth being fully God, fully man at the pace that happens in the kingdom. Hmm. Right? Like the prayer, like, I'm not exactly why we call it the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Not trying to get theological here, but Jesus never needed to ask for forgiveness for sin. Mm-hmm. But the disciples said, will you teach us to pray? And he said, pray this way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sin as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And let us not fall into temptation from the evil one. That's the prayer that he taught us to pray. Here's the thing. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is happening right now at this table, at this coffee shop. We can be at the same pace that's happening in heaven by feeding on God's daily bread, which is his son. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. We need a daily dose of Jesus. And in that bread, a daily dose of Jesus comes everything that we need for this day to make us walk at God's pace. I'm absolutely sold and convinced of that. So these seven practices are where we at. And so I'm not the one talking anymore. I looked at Jessica and said, I'm going to ask you another question again. I really want to take this and share this. I don't know what God's going to do with it. I don't like, I don't care. It's not up to that. I, this is an offering to him because I believe that we have something that's to share, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I want to see people walk at God's pace. Because it was like about to kill me, right? Mm-hmm. It, my joy was robbed, the fear and all this kind of, like, like everything depends on me. Mm-hmm. It's too heavy of a load. Right. So I asked Jessica to join and she knows how to podcast. And James, you know how to podcast. And so here we are today. And what my desire is out of this is that we learn, you know, and I don't even know if it's slowing down or speed up with God. Who knows? All I know is in God's pace, in the middle of his will, there's joy. And joy is what gives us strength to serve him through anything. Early on, and I think we had already started recording you, you use the word, you know, do we have to do this or do we get to do this? Hmm. That, that, that's a conscious choice, right? There's mm-hmm. a big difference. Have to is out of a mindset of like, well, I got to check a box and um, I'm trying to win my salvation. Get to is like my conscious decision to prioritize the creator of everything and to know him on a personal level because he already knows me. So, you know, it's like, he, he knows, he, he's known us from the moment, well, before, right? Omnipotent, omniscient knowledge. And now there are days when it, any of us can be susceptible to this where you like, you forget that. Mm. You take it for granted. And I think to me, that's the piece of this that's so intriguing. And Mark, having you in my life, you're a great reminder of that. Like just through your own testimony, or through the question you might ask me or just the way you lead. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. This podcast might sound like a Christian podcast, but if you're listening to this and you've made it this far, the cool thing to me is, and if you don't know him yet, thanks for being here, right? (laughs) Like, because we've all been there. There was a time I didn't know Jesus Christ. I didn't know him personally. He always knew me, but the change that has happened in my life as a result of knowing him, trying to be obedient, um, doing my best to grow, trying to walk at a pace or, you know, to be in, in step with him. Um, without that, I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly not sitting at this table at this moment and I don't know where I'm at in life that, that this is the piece where when we talk about who should be listening to this or who might listen to this, like it'll be God led, but here's the thing. You don't have to be a Christian to understand these things. Mm -hmm. You just have to be a human Mm. and you have to, you have to feel it. You have to seek it. You have to like realize that there's something amiss. And I could be, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian of what, 16 years, 17 years. And there are times when I need just the most simple, basic reminders. Mm -hmm. Hey, you're off, you're off track. 
you're off course. Come back. Because that's, that's the human side of me. That's the sin involved in me. I get that now. I didn't get that when I was younger and didn't know him. And everything that I did at that point was about me mm-hmm. or my family and feeling good, living life, making a, you know, it's go out and have fun. Just like live life. And then suddenly I realized that there was so much more to it than that. And that's the, that's the piece of this that I so pray that, you know, the, the blessing that comes from this is that somebody goes, you know what? I want to check it out. Mm-hmm. I want to learn more. That makes it all worth it right there. And I really think, you know, I, I most recently came from the business and development world where it's, it's all about trying to help people, you know, get to that next step and, and build your business or build yourself and um, your own brand and things like that. And I, everything that I, that I see or, you know, and just in our, our mainstream media, um, even like some of the best-selling books out there about, you know, the, the 10 steps you can take to mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know, to dress professionally, land that next job, all those different things that we're always trying to achieve. And I think um, one thing that is really important is that even though we talk about different disciplines, that none of this is ever a, if you do all these things, mm. you will have success because yes. all of this truly is focused, really, truly the opposite. You know, to me, I think our, our minds are so wired to being very self-centered and being really God-centered is, is very different in our world today, but truly being able just to focus instead on that aspect. And when I think of, um, you know, people that are, that are just trying to find joy and trying to find happiness and looking in all, all different places, just trying to find it. I just feel like with this, you really have nothing to lose, but everything to gain. And so being able to look at it from that lens of it's not, you know, another 10 steps you have to do type of thing, but just practices, um, that will really have a huge benefit. Whether you see it right away or not, we can guarantee that there will be a benefit from it. Hmm. I'm so glad you said that, like really, because um, I don't, my desire would not be that this points someone to seven steps or that points it to some man-made book. Mm-hmm. I want this to point people to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like my, my, my desire is to, out of all this is that people learn to walk at God's pace, but that's going to be found through reading his letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Not because Mark, James and Jessica are, are like awesome. Like I think we're awesome. Right. But sure. it's going to be because if we're awesome, it's because of he who's in us. Right. Mm-hmm. And for sure. So I, th- I think what people find, it seems to be these seven characteristics of Jesus, I guess, mm-hmm. and who he was. It really allowed him to be, not to do. And we're human beings, not human doers, but we're in a society where we want to do and do and do. And, and I think what happens is this reminds us who we are. We're, in a, we're also in a society where everybody wants to label everything, right? Everybody wants a label. Is there a better label than a child of God? In my mind, no. Or that you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like you're forgiven. We're an overcomer, right? There's so many labels in the Bible, but the best one that, in my mind that God calls us as child or friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe we learn to be what God tells us we are through seeking God at his pace, walking, running, right? Every day could be a different pace with God. Mm-hmm. I think that pace can change depending on the situation. Like it's, it's probably always in flux, right? So when I'm with you guys, I might be going at a pace that's faster than when I'm not with you guys. I, I mean, that's a very real possibility. It could be that, that when I leave here and I get back home now, I'm going to work on something that I need to work on for later this week. I've got important meetings, et cetera. So now the question is going to be, first of all, am I going to seek his help in that? Am I going to mm-hmm. seek his face? you know how many days just go by and I just sit down in front of the computer and I start knocking out stuff and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. But I didn't really ask for his mm-hmm. blessing on it. Like guide me in this. Well today, because of this, and I just said that I will do that. <laughs> I promise you I will do that. And I hope that starts a, a trend that I want to continue to do that. We don't have to petition to God um, in the closet for 15 minutes every single morning before everybody comes, you know, wakes up and the sun comes up, right? We don't have to do that. We can do that. You can choose to do that. If that's your thing, great. 
but I can talk to God at any point of the day. Any, it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be out loud. I don't have to have my eyes closed because some of, I'll tell you right now, some of the best conversations I've ever had with Jesus have been while I'm driving in a car mm-hmm. because that side of the brain that, that wants to filter and edit is occupied by driving that car and making sure I stayed on the road and I don't violate laws. Mm-hmm. So the right side of the brain starts to flow. And I believe that's the connection for me with God is now we can have this cool conversation and I can listen because there's no one else. And I turn the radio off. There's no one else in the car with me. I get a chance to actually listen because here's the other thing is, is my growth with him. I I find from a pace, I talk a lot to God, Mm -hmm. but what I need to learn to do better and I'm getting better at is listening because he's talking back. He's sharing, he's showing, he's revealing. And, um, when I can tap into that, man, that's, I feel good. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just going through the motions of, well, I should pray today and I never actually stop to listen or to meditate or to consider what he's trying to show me or reveal through, um, either an opportunity of, of, of good or an opportunity of that's, that's struggle, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, or it's, Mm -hmm. or it's concerning me. I seem to listen. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the pace, right? Yep. <laughs> and the awkward silence. <laughs> hey, Pape, you should be talking right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Even this little piece right here, you know, this, just the fact that we can laugh, right? Because here's the thing is that, you know, I was teasing you, Mark, like you, you just don't want to be, uh, you, you're such a dynamic speaker. And I think there's so many times when Christians, we, we, we get like into this mode or we're just talking like this, you know, God's great. And I just love him so much. And, and it's like, how about be real with me for a minute? Like I'm really ticked off right right now. I'm struggling with this incredible emotion. And I know when that happens for me, suddenly my pace goes faster. Now I'm running in front of God because I want to fix it. Mm -hmm. I want to get through it. And, and he's going, why don't you hold my hand through the storm? Hmm. Uh Oh, Okay. I don't want to. Right. So I'll try and run some more. Mm-hmm. No, you, you're going to wait here with the storm. We're going to endure it together because I have something I need to show you. And, and, and it's, again, that's where I want to get fired up. Like I want to have that sense of urgency in my life that when people look at me, they're like that, like he's on fire over there. Or you mm-hmm. can see God through him. I can see it through you too. Like that's so cool. And I, I, I just hope that I think that's part of the being God centered and honoring him is like those kinds of things like radiate from us. That's one of my prayers. Like God just like radiate through me. I don't have the ability to do that. I'm not that good, but you are. Mm-hmm. You're incredible. Like speak through me today. Right. Give me the words. Um, or teach me to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like my, um, my prayer life has just changed, you know, and just even, even when I am trying to, to really be quiet and focus, you know, and I, um, I feel like I used to have a prayer life where it'd be like, okay, God, like I want to do your will, but this is the stuff I have to do today. So like help me within my own stuff as I try to accomplish everything. Like that was my, my daily prayer. And I feel like now, um, my prayer has changed so much and that I'm like, all right, God, I have a to-do list, but I'm going to throw it all away and I'm going to focus on exactly what you want me to do. And I know, um, I go through seasons where I feel like I, I've prayed for something for a long time. And even if it's something I felt like God has, has really presented to me and has given me the opportunity just to prepare myself for, and I, you know, I pray just to see those things happen and they don't. And then I kind of come to the realization of, okay, this is, God really calling me to still myself because he's trying to change me right now. And I'm so focused on changing the situation around mm. me that I need to completely pull back and just focus on what is he trying to teach me and change in my own heart in this situation. Mm-hmm. Jessica, so you've been, I asked you to partner with me. Um, how are you feeling? What have you benefited from those seven, and we're going to get into those, right? Weekly. We're going right. to talk about one weekly. Those seven, again, it's not seven steps to success. It's These are seven steps that Jesus appeared to do in Scripture. I want to go back to the two words that he said to us, follow me. Mm-hmm. Can I just ask, could, like, let's, let's cover those seven real quick if we could. The first one is posture. Number two is priority. Number three is prayer. 
Okay. Number four is purpose. Number five is perseverance. Number six is petition. Number seven is praise. Mm -hmm. And petitions and prayers are different. Prayer is communion. Petitions are, I can't do this without you, God. Like it's only possible through you. In other words, be like uh, Moses would have petitioned God to open the Red Sea, mm-hmm. right? His petition was he raised the staff, God opened it. He couldn't do it, right? Moses couldn't do it, but God did it. And so there's a difference. And um, Jesus did those, appears every day. Mm-hmm. Like God postured himself before God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And it, and that's what I that's what I love is that there's scripture to back up every single one. And um, I'm an old an Old Testament junkie. Um, I don't know why. I just I I love it. And so even when you can see you know before Jesus even was was put on earth, you know, and how how even you know God used all of those and different people throughout even the Old Testament. You know, you look at how how Noah made decisions and Abraham and Joseph. You know, and they really they all had different aspects of this and how um, this is just really how God wants us to be in communion with Him. And so, with Jesus, you see Him really living those out every single day, like you said. And that to me is what's what's really cool is that God has not changed. He has always been the same way. The, the same way that He has always wanted to interact with us is the way that He always will want to interact with us. And so, for me, being able to look back and um, you know, some of the, the good choices that were made, some of the not so great choices that were made, but still God's faithfulness throughout all of that to me gives, just gives me a lot of hope. Glad you're journeying with me on this, right? Like, because it's, God gives you something, you want to give it away. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's seen. how you know it's from God. You want yeah. to give it away. Yeah. You're not concerned with who might take it yeah. and run with it or yeah. what, what could happen to it. Yeah, like this isn't registered trademark. God owns it. Mm-hmm. God just said, follow me. And for whatever reason, um, he's allowed th- the discernment to, as you said, Jess, I can support every one of those things with scripture. Jesus did those. He practiced, practiced those on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a verse that's been swirling around in my head. It's in Psalms chapter five. It's one through three. It says, Oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. I love three. It says, listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and I wait expectantly. What I love about that is God, I love the personal that he says, listen, listen to my voice. God knows our voice. And then I love when he says, I wait expectantly. Do we every day, and I'm asking my two friends here and whoever would listen, do you really wait expectantly for God to show up in your life daily? Because you should. And I feel like for me, you know, when you ask about the benefit of this, I feel like that has has truly been a benefit. Um, you know, as I've been focusing on this, and I'm, I'm also reading the book Experiencing God as well, and mm-hmm. it's just really taking my my faith to a whole deeper level of, you know, exactly that. Like, do I do I really know who I'm speaking to? And I think James, before you said, like the creator of the universe. So when I'm when I'm sitting aside this time, where I'm saying I'm going to give it, you know, to God, like, do I even really know what that means mm-hmm. and and the loftiness and the weight of that? Because to me, you can't you you can't truly go through any of the disciplines or really even focus on on who you are, who God wants you to be, if you're not aware of who he is first. And so to me, that's been um, one really big benefit. I feel like I've just been really drawn even just to the attributes of God, of, you know, knowing, okay, if I if I say I'm going to, you know, focus on, on drawing closer to him, who is he? You know, who is it that I'm actually drawing closer to and why would I want to? Because I, I'm a person, like I said, I always like to know the why and how is this, how is this going to, you know, help and what's the bigger impact here? And so to me, it's just really been pulling me into like, like I said before, be still and know that I am God. Like I just keep going back to that because I feel like he's been saying that over and over again for so long. And now he's, he's trying to give me, um, the opportunity and the chance to do that for, 
I'm going to say the first time, because there's probably been many opportunities before to do that, but this is probably the first time that I've, I've been really diligent in it and really, um, truly obedient in it. And so when I think of the, the impact already, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I do, I feel like I'm, I'm in a much closer relationship with, with Christ and being able to reach out to him in times of, of struggle, um, I think, you know, when we talked before too about, you know, calling things like, like they are and, and having real emotion, even that, it's like being able to realize, okay, I'm feeling this right now, but calling it out as the enemy or calling it out as, you know, like whatever it might be. And so being able just to draw closer to Jesus in that situation too. So I'm able to reach out for help, but also reach out for praise. Um, but for me, it's, it's just been a really sweet time of, of drawing closer and knowing who he is and that, um, like I said, just knowing that he has all authority over all of our lives takes a lot of pressure off of me from trying to do all the things that I think I need to do. Expectantly. I love that word. But if I'm sitting here thinking right now about do I expect blessings? Sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, right? I just I, like I kind of feel like part of the role that I play here and, and even just in our triangle of, of conversation is like revealing that I need to seek. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's an area for me um, that I don't, I don't mind admitting it <laughs> one bit. Like, I don't know that, that I'm seeking, ex, you know, praying with expectation. Sure. You know, there are times when I'm like, I, I wouldn't say I'm going through the motions, but maybe to, to how you've even said it here just in the last, you know, couple moments, um, forgetting who I'm speaking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has the power to calm a sea, to move mountains, to create anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, yeah, he's probably not going to do that. So, you know, maybe I'll just thank him for this and be grateful around this. And, you know, hey, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, it's just that constant struggle and balance of like seeking his hand and seeking his face. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, why don't we do both? Yeah. Like, I'm saying that to me, James, why don't you do both? You know, <laughs> try that for a while. See mm-hmm. how it goes. You know, that's, I think that's, um, this is really kind of like cool to mm-hmm. have that revelation right there. Mm-hmm. Just listening and talking it out. I think we're journeying, but I think part of his pace is, is like being on pace with God is being in his will and. You know, when we say, when we say the word expectantly, that verse says we make our request and we, we wait expectantly, right? Here's what's so cool about God. Only God can take no and turn it into an awesome word. Let me explain. Like, had, had God not said no to his own son, we'd all be doomed. Mm. You know, Jesus could have called God to intervene in the garden. God said no. Well, when he was tempted out in the wilderness for 40 days too, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, we don't like the word no, but God like totally made that into a powerful word. Here's, here's the bigger story. God answers. Mm-hmm. That's what's, right? God answers. Whether it's yes or no, Here's the beautiful thing. If he works it all out for the good, even when he says no, it's for our good. Mm-hmm. When he says yes, it's for our good. That's what's cool. That's why we can expect him to answer and be okay with it. Because either answer should lead us to praise. Because the point is he's talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, that makes me want to run outside around in the parking lot right there, y'all. <laughs> God talks to us. Mm-hmm. He talks. He's not silent. Be assured of this. God never tells us maybe. Scripture says, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Anything else is from the evil one. So God never tells us maybe. You know, one of the most interesting things that that has happened um, that you've shown me in the last year or two, I can't remember how long ago it was, but we were inside the church sanctuary and it was Jeremiah 29, 11 up on the wall, right? So... I know the plan. You know, say it. Say it for me because I'm going to butcher it. I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, and then it's plans to prosper you, give you hope for there the you future. Go. I okay. don't know it all. Thank but. you. But I, I knew I was going to put the wrong words in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You go, you know what? 
God's not holding out those plans on you. And I don't know that I ever realized that before, mm-hmm. that it was like, you can ask him, show me. They're not secret. He's not trying to keep them from you. And my mind was blown in that moment. And I remember looking up at the top of the, uh, uh, the sanctuary where there's a skylight and just like, it was like a, you know, a, a lens right into God at that moment. It was like, man, that is so cool. Like how many times? And I think that's about that expectation. Like, Hey, show me the plans. Like they're not secret. I'm not trying to hold out on you and hope that you discover them. I want you to find them. And when you find them, go at my pace and watch what happens mm-hmm. not just for you but everybody around you and suddenly relationships that you never thought would happen and opportunities that you never thought would happen and courageous decisions that you never would have chosen to do on your own suddenly you're like I'm in show me take me there right and now mm-hmm. I want to you know that's when Mark goes and says that's when you say I want to charge hell with a water pistol right and you get excited and you're <laughs> going after it because you know who's got your back who's right beside you and who's going to carry you when you can't go anymore. That is so cool. I always think of, you know, I have people that I always looked up to as, as like role models, I guess I'll say people. I always thought like how, how God has used them. Like I want to have a faith like that. Um, like Katie Davis is one, if you don't know Katie Davis, you should go and Google her cause she is like phenomenal. And I, I always felt like when I was, um, I mean, not even like in high school, like I was an adult and I had kids already. And I was like, I want to be in Africa. You know, like I should be in Africa right now. If Katie Davis can be in Africa and adapting 13 kids, I should be able to do that. Like, why isn't God, why isn't God used me in that way? And for me, like I had to kind of find this place where, like you said, like God has a plan for us. And I think sometimes we're looking for our own burning bush mm. and that's how God talked to Moses, but it might not be what he has for us. That He has something that is already laid out for us. And so I think it's, it's being expectant, but I think it's also knowing that what he has prepared for us because he loves us so much and he knows us so well, um, that he has such a detailed plan for us. And so being able to really be in a place of, of that trust and expectation and hope and knowing that he's going to lead us to something that we don't even maybe know right now because we can't even fathom it. Um, and that's what I love too, the, the verse, I'm not sure where it's at, but just saying like the the things that we pray for, he's going to give us things even greater than that. And that's what I want. I don't know what that is, but whatever I'm praying for, I want the greater thing that I know he has in store for me. And so that is what gets me really excited is knowing like I have things that I feel like, you know, I, I want to, I want to live my life. I want to be fully devoted. I want to, you know, give everything I have to God. But I'm also really expecting just to see how he's going to use that because I know it's going to knock my socks off. Whatever he has is going to be so cool. Yeah, okay, so here's something that's kind of cool to go along with that because I think that that there's excuses, fears, and doubts that creep up mm-hmm. that something like that gets revealed to you and you're like, ah, I don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. I, there's no, I don't have time for that right now. Like someday, right? Or um, it, maybe it's just flat out of fear, right? That nope nope you're gonna ask me to do that nope sorry Mm -hmm. not doing that it was at a YFC conference it was at a regional leadership conference and I have it written in my notebook Uh, I love these words God's already gone before you Jesus has literally walked ahead of you Mm. take that into like nothing is gonna catch me by surprise trust Mm -hmm. trust me and then Mark has taught me you know four words that, that he finds in Scripture let me teach you. Hmm. Let me teach you. And so now the prayer is, is when I have those doubts and those fears and those excuses that I'm an obedient learner. Like I want to be your student. Teach me. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not equipped to do that. I don't have a clue how to do that. Oh, but you do. Right. <laughs> I forgot. Right. <laughs> it's like sometimes you've got to forget. He knows everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've got something in you. And that's the thing. I, I will say this, like one of the, my biggest fear in life is this, is that I'm going to, like, I don't know how I'm going to pass away. None of us do. Right. But here's the thing. I do not want to be at the end of my life with regret going woulda, shoulda, coulda, mm. man, if only like that scares me. And so I think a piece of this is, is trying to look at it and go, uh, are my desires and my ambitions mine or are they his, or is there a way to like put those two together? Cause now I can figure that piece out and I can get through the excuses of the fear and the doubt. Mm, what could I accomplish? Mm-hmm. What, what would be the, the ripple effects of that? Whose life 
would be changed. Like, you know, I think about, obviously you think about your own family. I have a four month old, almost a five month old grandchild at home, right? So I'm thinking like, how does that impact him or future grandchildren, great grandchildren and beyond, right? That's, that's an amazing thing to think about. I want to live my life in a way that they, that they look back and they go, man, because great grandpa James did this, we were hmm. able to do this. That like, that's pretty cool. That's, I don't know. Like as, as I sit and think about that right now, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm doing that very well. <laughs> I want to. Mm-hmm. I really want to. I, uh, I love y'all's perspective because I think like the end goal is that um, it's not, it's, it's in my mind, it's not the more, it's not the blessings that God's going to give. It's not like some way that God's going to prosper me in my life financially or w- whatever the case. I honestly think it goes back to Luke chapter 11, um, Luke chapter eleven thirteen. Jesus says this, he says, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I just want more of Jesus. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get more blessings. I don't want to get more of a plan. I don't want to get more of a provision. I just want more of him. I want to be in more of his presence because that's the reward. Him. He is the ultimate gift to be with. Mm-hmm. So true. In him is the truth. In him is his peace. In him is everything that we need, right? It's so like I want to be on that pace where I'm in his presence. Mm-hmm. I just want more of him. Like really. Just give me more of Jesus, period. Anything else that comes with him is just it's not even icing on the cake because he's the cake and the icing. <laughs> I guess it's just a cherry. <laughs> really, right? Give me more of Jesus, like Moses. I want to see your face. Mm-hmm. And I know with that, it might mean my life, but that's how much I want to see you. Hmm. So God moons him. <laughs> right? Like, even that drove him to his knees. Mm-hmm. I believe that was Jesus, because that's the only form of God in human form. And Moses knew that it was a form of a person. Mm-hmm. Jesus covered him with his hand and passed by. Mm-hmm. Right? But think of what Moses said. You know, you bought up the burning bush. He said, I want to see your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think, um, like you were saying before, like it's, it's such a journey and it's such a, such a process that we're on. And um, I mean, for me, I feel like I'm still at like, taking the baby steps and all of this. And I I would agree. Like, I just want to be in that, that place where I feel like I'm always in the presence of God, that it's not that I have to go away to find a quiet place necessarily, but I'm, I always feel that he's there. But then I say, I think at the same time, when I talk to people that I know are struggling or going through heavy things, and it's so hard sometimes to hear them, you know, just like share what they're, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to overcome. And I just want to, I just want to tell them and have them understand, like, Jesus has got you, you know, Mm -hmm. like just be able to, to give that over to him. And it's, it's so much easier said than done when you're so used to holding on and trying to find your own way. But I think that's, that's the beauty of it too, that the more that that you experience and you start to feel that release and, and to truly know that you are forgiven and that you are completely taken care of to want to be able to, to share that and have other people experience that too. Mm. Um, that's just something that I know, like whenever I, I talk to friends, um, even if they're not believers and they know that I am and they'll, they'll come to me with something. I'm like, well, you know, my stance on this and you know what I'm going to say. And, um, it's just, unless you are at a place where you're able to truly, give you give yourself that way it's so hard to to completely comprehend but it's yeah i think you're right like that's that's what we all should really want it's just more of jesus jess i I love that too because i i I love what you were sharing because when i think about this this literally just dawned on me as you were you were talking is i think the most powerful i think the most one of the most powerful tools or attributes that God has given us 
as believers is our presence with people. Sometimes, you know, being there to hold the hand when a kid passes or a spouse is left for another person or a bank, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Is it really what we say or is it that we're there? The greatest, I, I've heard this said before in various versions or variations of this, but the greatest gift that you can give another human is, is to listen to them. Just, mm-hmm. just to know that they're heard. Yeah. Um, I remember sitting in a sermon several years ago and talking about at a moment of grief, you know, like how we, we want to feel better by offering words of encouragement or things that we might say at a funeral because we don't know what to say at a funeral. So we say something stupid <laughs> and believe me, I've done it. Um, but the greatest thing that we can do is just have that presence to be close to cry with them if that's what, you know, the situation is, or maybe it's happy tears, you know, to be with them in a happy moment too. But just to like, let God be the bridge there. Like God speak through the silence, mm-hmm. just be present. That's, that's a, that's a good reminder. Yeah. Like even, even in Jesus's last hour, like I was, I was reading that this morning. It's interesting. Cause I was reading about the burning bush when you said that I about fell out of my chair <laughs> You know, those moments where it's like, you know, God's tugging you. But I was reading, reading in Exodus chapter three today, and I was reading in John 18. When Jesus is talking to the father, God's present. Mm -hmm. God didn't say anything, but he was present, Mm -hmm. right? He didn't have words. Sometimes we don't have to have words, but here's, here's, here's the, this is the whole thing behind kingdom pace if you're distracted or you feel the need to be, to sell someone something or convince someone, what you're going to do is you're going to not be present. And in the moment, in a hurry, you're going to say something that you shouldn't have said. You're not going to really hear what they say because you yourself are hurried. And what ends up happening, we hurt people more than we help people because we're not at God's pace. And I think, well, I think with his pace and the more we talk, this is cool for me to sit here and be in the moment. I think the more we learn his pace, the more we learn his presence. And any time God is present, there's peace. Mm-hmm. It's not just peace. It's a peace that passes all human understanding. When's the last time y'all have experienced that? For me, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Like really, peace that passes all human understanding. Well, I mean, what was going through my mind there, Mark, as you said that was God's always present right now am I present to notice him right am I present to be in his presence like am I mindful to be in his presence and and that's the thing is it's just so easy to um to not it's just Jim Rohn famous famous uh you know leadership self-help guru guy said what's easy to do is easy not to do So if it's easy to pray to God, it's also easy not to, right? And that's how he would kind of say it. That's his, his cadence when he would speak. And he's that's like, good. you know, like, so do the, do the easy stuff. Do the simple stuff. God's not asking us to go and walk on hot coals mm-hmm. to prove it to him. He's like, no, like, hey, come listen to me for a little while. Right. <laughs> come, come be present with me because I'm making time for you right now. Mm-hmm. That's a good reminder for me because, again, I'm, I'm, trying to get this done. I got this, I got this task to do. Uh, um, I'm nervous about this thing. I'm, I'm actually scared about this thing and I'm super jazzed about this. Uh, how many times do I just like talk with them about it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to do more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be good. It's simple. It's those four words. Let me teach you. Mm-hmm. He's the only know it all we know. Hmm. And he's knows every topic on everything, right? When I leave here today, James leave here, leaves here, Jessica leaves here, and we all go what we're doing and we're, we've got responsibilities. God knows everything and he invites us to say, you wanna be a better coach? Let me teach you. You wanna be a better husband? Let me teach you. You wanna be a better wife? Let me teach you. You wanna be a better parent? Let me teach you. You want to be a better believer? Let, like, right? It's, he's, it's the same invite. Let me teach you. And when I teach you, I'm going to teach you 
at a pace that's humble and gentle. And it's going to be Mark's pace. It's going to be James', James pace. pace. It's going to be Jess's pace. Right. Uh, it's not a one size fits all. Just try to keep up with me. No, he's, he knows us. Correct. Mm-hmm. He knows what we need. He knows the pace that we can handle. Far better than we do. Yeah. And who wouldn't want that? Like if somebody said, no, I don't want that. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. Yeah. I just don't believe you. I, I don't believe people want the chaos that we're living in right now because this chaos is darkness. And the last time that darkness hovered over everything, God spoke. And anytime God speaks, life and light are going to happen. Make no mistake about it. Um, so the first discipline that we'll kind of discuss is posture. And for me, that has been one. Um, and I feel like we've already talked about it a lot actually this morning. Um, just the posture that we have before God, when we, when we come before him, who are we coming as, um, I think is a really big one in knowing who we're coming to. So I think starting there will be a really good starting point and, and just kind of looking at how we start to totally embody this in our own lives and um and just keep abiding with him sounds good looking forward to it awesome i'm james i'm mark i'm jessica we are honored to be in this journey with you and as we go through life at a kingdom pace we want to encourage you to dig into the word and also check out kingdompace.com for notes and handouts